this process might seem overwhelming, but with a little practice, it can soon become a pleasurable experience. This is perfectly natural. Good evening, creeps and geeks. Welcome to another horrifying episode of Comic Book Bullies. I am Eli, a.k.a. Pumpkin Spice Oatmeal. And joining me is my illustrious co-host. I finally got it right, yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is Leroy, a.k.a. Vlad the Inhaler. Uh, <laughs> yep, and we're back with so and now this is the official Halloween show. So even though yeah. we've been doing Halloween all week, because technically today is Halloween, so we're gonna celebrate Halloween. We're gonna jump into it to go for it. Uh Eli, before we just jump into the, the meat of the show, I did want to do like a Halloween thing. We we talked about it in the in the inbox stuff like that. So I somebody brought on to my attention the other day on Facebook, like nobody even knows what Halloween came from. Do do you know? I know you're like a like a horror aficionado. Like, do you know where the the holiday of, of Halloween came from? I have an idea. I'm not like an expert, but as I understand, it originated from the Celts, the Celtic. Uh, as as all the holidays, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas, it was yeah. like a Celtic, um, like Sam or Samhain, Samhain, Samhain. I don't know whatever you want to be obsessive about. It's a basically a harvest festival when it comes down to it. It's about celebrating the harvest. Um, you know, harvesting the plants for the winter and getting ready to, for, you know, the winter. Um, yeah, uh, that's essentially what I believe. That's what it's about. Um, they also use it as a time to remember like past loved ones. Um, so that's the whole thing about, you know, the spirits of the dead or whatever you can communicate or you, you, you pay tribute to the, to those who have passed on. Um, mainly your family members yeah yeah, yeah. during that time it's so 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 it's a time of remembrance and renewal as i understand it that's how it originated but then you know christians got a hold of it and then americans got a hold of it and turned it and into the candy what, companies got a hold of yeah, it yeah then a candy company and then turned it into what it is today you know mm. uh yeah <laughs> commercialism <laughs> yes <laughs> oh yeah yeah so. but like dressing up I, I i believe they dressed up in like animal skins um the Celts did animal skins like deer skins during this time again to celebrate nature and and the the you know and and animals and stuff but also to i think that's where the the whole thing of dressing up came from was to dress up as something of to you know to you know welcome the spirits or something i don't i'm you know i'm just going by what which which is rambling this this is not wikipedia Yeah, don't don't take my word. I, this is what I learned from well, Hocus Eli Pocus. Said, yeah, know. Hocus Pocus. That's all. 
<laughs> That's what Hocus Pocus said. Right. <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah, so that's about what that's that's about it. The comic book bullies version of the history of Halloween. <laughs> no, screw what Eli said. Everything we said is fact. So spread that exactly. <laughs> All Hallows Eve, and then it coincides with what's the next day called? All Saints. Uh, Saints. Let Letter Saints Day. Or All Saints yeah. Day. Yeah. So that sounds like a church thing, though. So I'm I'm, sure I might just made that up. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But in the end, it's about, and that's a lot, a lot of like, you know, pagan or natural tribal people, they celebrated the harvest. That's like a big time of year. You're, you know, you're growing your food, which was life, which kept you alive. So that was like a sacred time, you know, to farm that food that would keep you alive through the winter. So basically it's everybody's New Year's except the churches. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Moving on. We're still going to stick with Halloween because, like I said, you know, see, even though we talk about all this ghosts and goblins and ghouls and shit like that, since it is dress up, you know, the number one thing that people do on Halloween, well, girls do anyway, dress up as Velma. So that's all you're going to get. Just Velma just all day long, all day long. That's it. That's Halloween right now. Nobody dress up anything else. Maybe Harley Quinn. Or Harley. I'm going to say Harley Quinn. Yeah, maybe Harley Quinn. You Don't know, forget them Harley Harleys. Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Eli, this year is different. So everybody did dress up as Velma in the past. But this year is different because canonically Velma has came out as LGBT because in the new HBO Max commercial uh, cartoon they got, turns out she got a crush on this chick, whatever her name is. Uh, I don't know. So since that has happened and it's canonical, she's LGBT. The Internet took it a step further. So now it's just not Velma on Halloween. It's Vilma and Daphne on Halloween. Now, before you search for these pictures, make sure you turn Safe Search on. I don't want your virus, you know, computer catching the virus and like that because trust me, there are plenty of Vilma and Daphne cosplay out there. You know, uh, even before this shit dropped. Even before this shit dropped, there's just an excuse to just drop even more shit now. You know, (laughs) Uh, plus there's other costumes. Everybody, celebrities dropping left and right. You know, you got. Uh, Chloe Bailey is Storm. I think Kim Kardashian dressed up as Mystique and didn't have that. But the winner, the winner this year, my my winner, Kiki Palmer. She listens. She pays attention to the internet because you decided to dress up the Storm uh, 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 as Rogue. And before okay. I was just like, I don't know, Eli. I don't know if she could pull this off. But then looking at, it, I was just like, I need that. I want that. <laughs> Did you see the new Megan? video or whatever where it was like a slash she's like a slasher the mass slasher or something mm. yeah video yeah it was like a new video she posted is like her going around cut- killing dudes and shit <laughs> mm, i didn't see that. it's pretty gore pretty pretty cool gore scenes too chopping off like a real shit. video just like yeah like a real, it's like a straight up like short movie and shit and um yeah she's like all dressed up in like of course a skin tight leather outfit with the mask and with big old hat and shit and she's just going around yeah s- slashing dudes megan staying she's always gonna come through for halloween but like bet, i said bet, yeah. i need this give yeah. it to me just put it in my veins i should i should have sent that man but yeah it was like a better slasher movie than the new halloween <laughs> <laughs> could be worse <laughs> uh speaking of not slashers well speaking of horror movies new horror movies we saw a movie like I said, it is the Halloween special, so we got it. We're going to review a bunch of Halloween movies. 
Uh, I was gonna sit down and just watch Van Helsing again, but Eli, <laughs> you know, you told me there was a movie on HBO Max, a new movie I haven't seen before. So, like, you know what? Let me let's switch it up this year. Let's switch it up. You know, let's watch something. Else. So we decided to watch Barbarian. Now, I do want to say this: if you haven't seen Barbarian, this sport, this uh review is going to be spoiler field. Sure. Because I think the best way to watch this movie is to not know anything about it. Because I watched the movie. I didn't watch any trailers and watch any merch because I didn't give a shit about the movie. So I just went in, went completely blind. And, we're going to, and that's the best way to do it. That way you can come out like, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, that's the best way to go in. Best way to go I, in, best way to come out. I had a few things spoiled for me and I was still like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> uh, like I said, I had no, because I, I, I heard you're the only person I know that talked about this movie. So I wasn't on my radar or nothing. I was just like, I just. Fuck it, I just watch it. But that's I thought it'd be fun. I just wanted to watch it with you, like watch you react to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, you dumb bitch. You know, like I like I said, every horror movie they do dumb shit like that. Yeah, but were Eli, you yelling at the screen? Like what? The- not really, not really. <laughs> I, not not in this movie. Honestly, because I watch so many of these horror movies, it's like I expect them to do stupid shit. You know, <laughs> so like if they didn't do stupid shit, you wouldn't have a movie. So yeah, well, yeah, they were doing a lot of stupid shit in this movie. And plus, when you see them do stupid shit, you don't feel as bad when they get themselves killed. You know, you're like, well, that's your dumbass for getting killed. Yeah, know? yeah, that's what you get for going in the basement again. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> After you know you you saw something down there last time. You saw yeah. crazy shit. <laughs> Why are you going back to the house? Let's go again? investigate. Okay. <laughs> well, well, Eli, I'm going to let you go first. Like I said, you, you're the horror aficionado of the comic book bullies. So I'm going to let you go first. Just break it down. Give us what you um, got. Yeah, Barbarian. Uh, yeah, this is kind. Of, yeah, like you said, it's it's it, it would have been better to go in blind because um, I think that's the part of the uh, the effect that this the the narrative um, thrives on not knowing what's happening and and it keeps the audience guessing. Um, so it's about this woman who goes. It's a Detroit, like in a you know you know Detroit is. It's like a, a dead city now and being. Um, gentrified like a motherfucker, and um, and I so heard she, Detroit got pissed about that for the, making their city like a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, she got she rents an Airbnb um, house, right? You know, for those who don't know what that is, you get to just people just rent out their houses to people to stay in. I guess it, it's, it's a real thing. It's it's, a real I guess thing. It's, yeah. is it cheaper than a hotel? I don't know. <laughs> well, they're saying they're putting the pressure on hotels for that. You know, yeah, hotels have to, they'll just rent out the houses to, for people to stay in for a few days. Um, and when she gets there, there's a dude already there staying there. So it was, he was already booked to stay there. Um, and it's, and that dude is played by, uh, that dude. Yeah. Skarsgård, the guy who played Pennywise in it. Um, (laughs) so of course tensions start rising. You start thinking, who is this guy? Is he a creep? And for like a while, that's kind of what we're thinking was happening. Is this, what, what is this guy going to do? Is this guy cool? But then, because she's in a house with Pennywise by herself, she's so, yeah. Been, yeah, and I think that's part of the reason. Um, what what makes this movie kind of clever is it relies on the audience horror fans. Yeah, because it's these, stunt casting, you know. And because yeah. I don't even watch, I haven't even seen the It movies, but I know who he is. Yeah. So the moment he opened the door, I like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, it's, it's it plays with horror fans' expectations and tropes and what they and their and their knowledge of the genre. So right away, oh, this is the guy from It. Well, he's got to be the villain. You know, <laughs> so um, but then they discover something in the basement. There's a secret passageway in the basement. Um, and then every and 
then the the fucking movie just kind of goes ape shit after that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So how far? What do we want to get into spoilers now, or <laughs> we we can go into spoilers now? Like I said, it, I'm just if if you're listening, we're going in. If you don't give a shit, keep listening. So yeah. yeah so it turns one. out the 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 in the basement, there's some mutant mom. <laughs> Monster inbred mom, yeah. inbred mom staying down in the basement who's been going around the hood snatching people and keeping them prisoners and either eating them or trying to keep them as their children or something like that. Not clear totally what she was <laughs> up to. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, she's been going around the hood and snatching up all the homeless people that are living around the neighborhood and keeping them in cages down in that basement in that dungeon um yeah that's what you kind of figure but it doesn't reveal that they they don't reveal that to the egg because then the movie switches to uh the the actor guy uh what's his name from uh let's get what's that dude's name justin long all right. of a sudden oh, gotta pick gotta pick gotta pick okay oh yep no not her oh. uh <laughs> damn it where is it yeah it's All best sudden, I can get, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it switches to Justin Long's character. He's like some Hollywood actor who gets fired from a, a show or whatever because he's a be he's me too. He's being accused of harassment. Um and, and I do want to bring it up also, like fans, like the beginning of this movie, the first act is when she's trapped in the house with Pennywise. Technically, for a woman, that's her horror movie. Yeah. Now, for him, since he's a celebrity, his horror movie is being canceled. I guess I never thought of so, that. So, <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's what I took from it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So then he ends up, okay, since he got fired from this movie that he was supposed to shoot or whatever, he decides to take a vacation. And what does it turn out? He is the owner of that house that these two people in the beginning the of the Airbnb, movie, the, yeah. the, the Airbnb, he rents it out as an Airbnb. And what does he do? He goes there, he finds the basement, and then... <laughs> yeah, and he's he's from Detroit. Because he's from there, was, there was a, there was a little line in it was funny because he was on the phone with his mom while at home in Detroit and she was like why don't you come home it's only you're only four hours away you're like I'm I'm going mom I can't, I can't come I'm gonna hang up I'm like damn <laughs> this guy's a piece of shit but okay yeah like he gets to the he gets to that house that he's run the Airbnb house he owns it and then he discovers the dungeon. And then he starts measuring and he's like, damn, do, that do was I the get... funniest part of the movie. <laughs> he's like, do I get extra footage or extra square footage? I can charge more or what? And he was completely walking past the torture rooms and murder yeah. rooms, wouldn't even looking at him, just just mysteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he yeah, he's a scumbag. And then he ends up finding the girl um down there. And then she's the one who tells him that there's this mutant mom that's <laughs> <laughs> you know uh snatching people and keeping them in cages down in that dungeon and shit um and then they escape and then there's another flashback <laughs> to like the origin of the house where like the the yeah. old serial killer what yeah, was it's kind of like an anthology yes almost like an anthology but yeah yes it, it switches another we get another flap so there's like three different movies in this movie to tell this story what's going on um we get a flashback to the was it the 80s or whatever yeah, it was because it was like Reagan was on on the yeah yeah radio. yeah Reagan yeah. yeah. So there's a total social commentary on capitalism and gentrification and and classism and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah, that dude's like a serial killer. Was he kidnapping people or kidnapping? Yeah, girls he was kidnapping and... people. But he was giving birth. So when he goes to the grocery store, he was getting stuff for birth because when we go back to his house, he was like she was about to give birth. Yeah. So basically, that mutant mom is some inbred. He's right. been doing they this for years. The, or he's been doing this for yeah. years. It's like yeah, mother of the month. Yeah, whatever. It's it's super fucked up. It's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of explains that. And then we switch back to the present, and Justin Long and that one chick from the beginning, they got to escape, and that's when that's when it becomes like the chase and the the mop the mop the mop the. The mother monster is chasing them and shit. And that's where it becomes like your normal standard horror flick, you know, creature feature or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. them trying to escape. Um, and then, yeah, she ends up, well, what, what was fucked up was when they were on that water tower and he goes, right. she, she thinks, cause yeah, th- that mother monster thing thinks these people like thought of her as her child, the girl as her child. And um, and then oh yeah, that one gross part that made me gag again grossed me out when he made that dude sip the milk, the titty milk. <laughs> yeah, I laughed. Well, not even the titty milk when he made him like drink from the titty. <laughs> I laughed at that because it, it came full circle. First, I think we need to talk about Justin Long for a second, like his whole character in the movie, because I think they were playing against typing it also. So we look at Pennywise and we're like, oh, he's definitely the bad guy of the movie. But then we look at Justin Long, we're like, oh, yeah, Justin Long, we love Justin Long. But it's vice versa. Pennywise was the good guy in the movie, and Justin Long was a piece of shit in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> because that whole thing about him getting Me Too and shit like that, he actually did that shit. Yeah. That's that's the thing. So, and it's almost like, okay, so you violated her, now you're getting violated. It's coming like full circle for yeah. you. It's like, it's like, you like when people do a uh, piece of shit gets, you know, gets their comeuppance. Oh, yeah, when he threw her off the roof. Right, we like, okay, and that's yeah. the that's what the movie's trying to say the whole time. This guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, so when he, he gets into up, trouble, he's gonna do yeah. piece of shit things. Yeah, he throws her off the roof, thinking, "Oh, you're." She thinks this mo- this monster mom thing thinks you're her thinks you're thinks the girl is her child. So he throws her off the roof to save himself. And what does the monster do? Like goes and tries to basically cushions her fall and saves her. Right, saves her life and shit. And then, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> like, like, like these assholes. Like you, you the- slipped and fell. Like really? That's what you're doing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and try to be. I, I, I was. I, I. It would have been a waste for us both to die. And <laughs> just a piece of shit. Yeah, he needed to get got. You know. Um, so so that's, yeah. that's, the whole, that's his whole thing in this movie. Like he never took accountability for anything he did. Yeah. You know? So then, but in, in the end, the monster kills him. And then she ends up shooting the monster. The girl ends up shooting the monster. But it was, I, it was it was weird. I won't even say weird. It was interesting because the mother knew she was about to get shot. Yeah. Like she saw her pick up the gun, saw her put the gun to her face like that and did nothing. Yeah. She's like, well, if it's you, I love I you thought, so much, you can just do I, it. You know? I thought it was kind of sad. Like I thought it was right. like it's, it's like the mother was the victim because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That dude that was in the basement that shot himself. Yeah. That was the guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like right. It, it, that's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. 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 That was that was a guy that they said. That's why when just long looked at the VHS footage, he was like, dude, you were fucked up. What's going on with this shit? So yeah, it all okay. So so basically what happened was like she you know became so inbred, so strong, so like that. She just kept him prisoner, you know, stuck yeah. there the whole time. He was like the only way for me to get out of here. So yeah. So yeah. so yeah. um yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was interesting. I I this first of all, this movie got really hyped up 
when it yeah. got released in the theaters it was it, it was number one for a while people were talking about it people were hyping up it's the scariest movie ever like they always do of course i always i'm always a little skeptical because they said that about the black phone you know and um so i was like yeah what is that i mean it better not be another haunted house because they say it about about the conjuring and uh, you know you know i was like is this a haunted house movie and that's where it kind of got spoiled i was kind of oh it's not a haunted house movie okay Okay. <laughs> so, Airbnb, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. I I went in. I I thought it was a little. Uh. I I did enjoy it for the most part. Um. I did think that the way the narrative, way that the way it kept resetting, was a little jarring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. How it kept like, okay, we're gonna reset and do the justice halfway through the movie now. It's Justin Long's character. And there's like a, a second act. And then the flashback for a while. We go back to the mm-hmm. 80s. It's like all these, like you said, these it was like an episode and like an anthology. Um, right. I thought that was a little jarring. Um, now, the funny thing is, because I think even when he was driving the car, like in Malibu, he mm-hmm. said something about he's from Detroit or something like that. So as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, it's going to tie back. Just yeah. wait. Yeah. yeah. So I, I knew it was going to happen. So I knew, I knew that was a way to keep the audience on edge and keep them guessing and... Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought that that was just a kind of an easy way to do that. Um, I don't know if I like enjoyed that, but um, I thought it, it, it was effective enough to where okay, it worked. Where you kind of it kept it did keep the audience guessing. Um, but that being said, this movie did make me jump. I actually jumped at one scene. The the, the first when when uh, Pennywise dude when he was crawling. The, yeah, when they were <laughs> when they were okay, in the, the crawling, yeah, they, they got me too. Yeah, yeah, when they were in the basement, it's like it's filmed like a found footage, and it's and that part was pretty clever the way it was shot because you couldn't tell what was going on. All of a sudden, he comes jumping out at you. <laughs> I went, whoa, <laughs> shit! And then the mom, the monster mom, comes and starts bashing at that. that yeah, I'm like, what? That's when I like, what the fuck is going <laughs> that, on with this? Yes, like, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so just for that, I gotta give this movie its props, just for getting me. It got me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I, I so, want to bring up something also, Eli. You said I was gonna say that these, you know, characters made super decisions, and I was gonna be yelling at the screen stuff like that. I think the exact opposite. Honestly, she was smarter than most, you know, people in horror movies, for the most part. She was empathetic. Yeah, she was. She like, was empathetic, cool. but as far as like yeah. what she was doing through there, like she called the police. You know something going on oh, she yeah, did have cops, her cell phone yeah. in when she was going through there you know she did try to get out the house when the shit like when she knew some shit was going out you know she didn't leave but she did try to like fuck this i'm out you know <laughs> so <laughs> she did things that i was like okay she's not your typical dumb you know horror person in this movie she's a little bit smarter than most even though she did like i said she was empathetic towards the end she did you go know. in that basement twice and it makes you wonder if she knew about <laughs> It, like she tried went back and say just long. I wonder if she knew about just long and stuff he was doing. Wish she went back and saved him. Oh that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Because she didn't she didn't think about. It. She just knew he was just a dude, you know. Meanwhile, Pennywise, I think there was like a certain attraction in there, yeah. you know. So I kind of see that, you know. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of misdirects. Like what what is this going on? What is happening? Like like when she was outside, and 
uh, she was on the phone with somebody, but then you saw that dude come running up the street. At her. I, I, I already, I already knew what that was. I already knew <laughs> that guy was trying to save her. He's like, "Don't go in the house because I know the but, house." Was but just yeah. that scene, just like, "What the fuck? Hey, there's somebody. Hey, there's somebody coming. What the fuck?" And then, <laughs> <laughs> and she like struggling for the keys, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But yeah, it turns out he was trying to save her. Don't go in that house because yeah. Was, so I, I kind of already knew that yeah. was home. Uh, just like I knew he was gonna die as soon as he said that. Oh, she'll never come in here. I'm like three, <laughs> two, one. Here she come. Yeah. <laughs> now, come, like you yeah. said, you got to give the movie props. I gotta give the movie props because I give a movie props anytime I see somebody get their arm ripped off and beaten with it. I gotta give you props <laughs> on that. So. <laughs> yeah, mommy saggy tits. Fucking come. right. Oh, you know a dude played her, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 They they showed it. It was a dude. They just that was. Fake okay. prosthetic kicks and shit like yeah. that. Hit his dick and whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Now this this movie it reminded me of the episode of the X Files called Home. Same sort of concept. These inbred rednecks are living in this farmhouse, and they kept their mutant mom under the bed. Um, kind of sound like Leatherface though. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah, that, and it did have uh, that episode. Yeah, it totally bought from bit off Le- uh, Texas Chainsaw. That episode of the X Files. Um, it's called Home. It was actually banned. Fox banned it when it first aired because this was back in the early 90s and people were like, what the fuck? You know, this is way before <laughs> Walking Dead and American Horror Story and Hannibal and, you know, all these movie, shit you see, all these supernatural shit that you just, is just common on cable now. You know, this was network TV. Um, they hadn't seen anything that hard on regular TV. And so it only aired once, and then they only repeated it very on late night syndication. So they never broadcasted that episode again because it was so disturbing at the time. But it is a great episode, and that it, that's what this movie reminded me of con- conceptually. This these mutant inbred redneck, you know, rednecks in the hood. You know, <laughs> uh, there's also another horror movie kind of reminds me of. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. reason reason I'm saying it because, um, uh, the the first act for one thing, like I said, they're in a house. She's trying to get out of the house stuff like that. But when she having it, the whole anxiety of being in a house with Pennywise, you know, it's almost like that when the uh, Dane Kalula, Luya and and Get Out was in the house with all those liberal white people, and he had anxiety going out there. And I felt that anxiety. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I've been watching Twitter. They're saying like women were getting anxiety also in the house with this guy, like having in the house with a guy you don't know. You know, yeah, in an area, yeah. you know, so in a remote place, so you can have anxiety with that also. And plus, it was kind of like a flip of it's almost like get out for women, you know, because like I said, if a man was in that same situation, you probably wouldn't do that. Like, for instance, like, uh, okay, so Pennywise opened up the door, saw her out there, you know, he let her in, you know, as one would do, because hell, why not, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> what if it was vice versa? What if a woman was in the Airbnb? And a dude walked up saying, hey, I need to come to the house. That shit wouldn't happen. She's not going to let, I don't give a fuck what Denzel, you know, what Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> she's not letting them in. You know, some women will, but I'm just saying, most women wouldn't do that because they understand, like, no, nah, some don't even sound right about this. So that's one thing about that. And they're trying to play throughout that all through the house. That's why when Justin Long, you know, was in the house like that, he he's a dude. He ain't scared of shit. You know, why yeah. should he be, you know? Because yeah. it's his house. Also, another reason I relate this to uh, Get Out because the director of this movie, to me, seems like he's the white Jordan Peele. The reason I say that because it's this guy. His name is uh, Zach Kregler. Yeah, Kregler? he's on like that one comedy troupe or whatever. 
the so, whitest kids you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's also a comedian turned horror director, you know. There's uh, a lot of that even, going around now. <laughs> that, that's the thing. It used to be vice versa. That you, okay, you go comedian, horror director, the superhero movie. It's kind of like a, a train you go through. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so that's what's going on with that movie. So uh, also there was a lot of yeah. There was also a lot of a lot of political commentary. No social commentary going on. It didn't, it didn't beat you over the head with, like I yeah. said, because there was some Me Too shit in there. Yeah, know? Me Too, the whole classism, you know, the you know the uh, the whole thing about the eighties. Yeah, like I said, it's in capitalism Detroit, and, and yeah, at the time it was fine, you know, gentrification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they yeah. could be saying like Airbnbs are destroying the economy because, like I said, he just bought that one property and he said go to hell with everything else around there. Yeah, you know, so and, just, and Airbnbs are just, you know rich people moving into the fucking poor neighborhoods and just taking over and making 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 it affordable or not or too expensive for pe poor people to live there right <laughs> you know what i mean so like you i know? said so it's there you know if you want to yeah. look for it, it's not being over here like but it's there you know? yeah yeah um now i i guess i guess i got to get into the bad okay here's the thing all right because me personally eli i thought this movie was mid I know I'm talking about all this shit about this movie like that, but that's just how I felt about it. And the reason I felt about the reason we this movie was mid because I think this movie was so interested in subverting tropes and throwing jump scares at you and just throwing random shit at you that it didn't really feel like a story. Like, like what is this movie trying to say? I agree. No, I yeah. agree. That's okay. why I felt like this was a little overhyped, that it yeah. was just subverting expectations to keep the audience on edge to try and make to you know for the big reveal you know and right i don't know if i agreed with the the, the narrative structure of keep basically yeah. keep resetting it kept resetting right. because since they kept yeah. blocking it there was no narrative structure yeah and i and i gotta knock a movie now, now if we're just gonna just grade this movie on scenes you know yeah. it's a good movie but we're talking about a movie a movie has to have a through line a narrative a theme you know something to go with it and this movie didn't have that you know yeah that that's what I look for when I look for like any movie of any genre. I just can't give it a pass just because oh it has some jump scares. Uh -uh, I, I can't do that. So yeah. that's basically me. right when you got some information that you mm -hmm. wanted, boom, you were back to square one again. Right. You know, they go, away they, from that, that first scene, it's all this build up over what's going on with this dude. Is this dude an asshole or not? Then they find a basement, and then all hell breaks loose, and then boom, restart new scene new character new narrative and you don't know what's going on for yeah all that build up to figure out what is going on you get a little tidbit of information and then they take it all away again and that was a little frustrating for me like what yeah. the fuck and, is and plus i got i got a knack for so. some plot holes also i know we don't knock movies with plot holes but i knack <laughs> for plot holes because like i said how did they get the two keys if wow. justin long owns the place and he didn't give it to him how did they get them the the place that you know he rents from like the management company they didn't give it to him how does the house clean nobody cleans the house did, did the mother clean the house i don't know uh, yeah don't they it's leave just, like little the little lock box but they the said nobody came nobody oh. did it oh, okay yeah, so I it's just like so <laughs> what so i'm sorry i got a knock move on there because if you're trying to give us a mystery you're trying to have us connect the dots and the dots never connect i'm sorry i gotta knock you for that you know yeah. Especially since you make it at the forefront of the movie. So that, that's just me. Like I said, the movie did some good things as far as jump scares, as far as acting. I love Justin Long stole this movie for me. You know, <laughs> he's a okay, but he just like just so much energy like that. Why is that guy not in everything? Like, why did he just disappear for a while? Because remember, in like 2000, he was like everywhere. Yeah. He doesn't have a good, he's been in a lot of horror movies, but he doesn't have great luck. 
He's in yeah. like Jeepers Creepers. He gets he killed in that. Yeah, Jeepers Tusk. Creepers. He was in Tusk, Kevin Smith's yeah. Tusk where he gets turned into a walrus. And yeah, he doesn't have a lot of luck. In I've even heard somebody <laughs> on Twitter call him the Scream King because he's been in so many horror movies, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And he is, and he is playing against type in this movie. I mean, he is playing an asshole, but he's so likable. You like him as an asshole, but when you like really understand who he is, just like, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be rooting for this guy. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's, he's a piece of shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I like that. So, I, some things I like about this movie, but as far as a movie, you can tell it's a first time director. You know, because mm-hmm. at times it, I, I, I had to wonder, was it even a horror movie? Because it was like so many just like just long then to turn the movie into a, a comedy. Yeah, you know, beginning of the movie, they, them those two were like a rom com. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, is this even a horror movie? Like, what what are we doing? You know, yeah. But like I it said, it was there. it was like a build up to try to keep the audience guessing, um, but then kept resetting itself instead of revealing it slow. I, yeah, I don't, I, I get what they were trying to do, but I don't know necessarily. I agree with it. You know, did I did I enjoy it? I don't know. Like I said, yeah, it made me jump, and I'll give it a I'll give it a thumbs up just for that. Because it's rare, very rare where I jump. You know, I'm jaded as fuck. You know, I can almost time it. So if you can make me jump, I'll give you a good, a big fuck yeah. But how it was laid out, the narrative, how the story unfolded, I don't know if I was into that. I, 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 it was a little frustrating where it kept resetting itself. So yeah, I agree on that with you on that. I say that, that's why I was hoping you would like change my mind on what I thought about this movie. Like, okay, what is the overall theme of this movie, or what is the movie trying <laughs> to say? And honestly, all the stuff I was saying, like, that's me grasping for straws. He might yeah. not even say, like, why the fuck is the movie called Barbarian? Yeah, I think it was trying to like be clever. <laughs> like, right. who is the barbarian? Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, which I don't care. I don't really, care. <laughs> I don't want to give it, I, I, I don't care to give it much thought, you know. This is it, Pearl or X. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. But it's still making me think, you know. <laughs> right. But but they putting on that level that's oh, this is the best yeah. horror movie of the year. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. You say yeah. so. It, it was a little overhyped, you know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh some some like some of the ride was cool, but yeah, overall, it was okay. It was okay. You know, that's why I didn't want to do a whole show on. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Like, honestly, I was gonna let you do a whole show because I wanted to see how you can make a whole show of this movie. <laughs> like, impress me. You know? uh, no, man, I read some shitty comic books that I'd rather talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was gonna take a week off. I was gonna just smoke a cigarette or some shit. I was like, you, you talk about, you know, uh, barbarian as long as you want. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I'll, give, say, I'll give it a yeah. three out of five just for making me jump. What we got the same score? Oh, okay. that's that's rare. That's rare. <laughs> Either I'm a little bit too high, you too low, or vice versa. One or the yeah. other. Right now, we right I, at the I, middle. I'm so. holding it. I'm holding it in high regard because it made me jump. That that's that's the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like I don't know. Is it a movie? Will I watch again? Probably not. Is it a movie? Will I even recommend? Probably not. You know, that's just me. It was it was a movie I watched. That was cool. It was a thing. I move on. You know. Yeah. Good to see Justin Long again do do anything, but yeah. <laughs> uh oh, another thing. That chick, that chick. I remember that chick. Okay, so because I kept looking at her the whole time, I was like, "Where do I know her from?" You know. And then I looking at okay, young, attractive person of color. There's only one place she can be from. CW. CW. It got to be CW, but technically not CW. She's from my favorite sci-fi show, Krypton. Oh, that was <laughs> on CW. 
it went to the CW. It's CW-ish. So it started off with CW, and I think uh no, it started off with sci-fi, and I think season oh, yeah. two. I remember it was sci-fi. CW yeah. picked up season two, I think. I think that's what happened. Okay. But it's on CW now for reruns. But the but yeah, uh she was on that. She was playing Zod's mom. Because for some reason on this show, they made the house of Zod black. Like all of them, everybody black. I don't know why. And I think that's a thing. Zod's mom. How the fuck old is Zod then? Okay. Time travel, timey wimey. I'm not gonna get into it. It's there. <laughs> he was there, that, Zod was there. Wasn't that show like set like a thousand years or something before? Time travel time? bullshit, timey wimey. <laughs> Zod <laughs> was there on the show. I don't know how. And he would call in that shit. Like he was old as fuck, like in his 40s and 50s and shit. She's that age, probably younger than he was now, because that show came out about like six years ago. Mom, mom, I love you. I'm like, this shit weird as fuck, man. Like, don't do this. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's that's where I remember her from. So yeah, because I don't because it was messing with me the whole time. Like, where the fuck do I know this chick from? You know, but yeah uh move on next part of podcast like i said we got another horror movie like i said this is our horror movie halloween extravaganza so let's see what we got uh i never did the band i never did the band at the bottom it doesn't matter it's cool uh slash back slash back okay um i was really hyped to see this um this is a an indigenous horror movie Uh-oh. out of canada arctic circle uh um i forget which tribe but one of those northern you know like Anupiaq or eskimo tribes um uh it takes place on their reservation it's about aliens uh invading the res and it's it's kind of like attack the block or attack the res yes of you these little girls <laughs> like like 12 year old girls they all band together it's kind of like a mixture of stranger things the goonies all that and they they fight aliens that invade the res these aliens are like taking over. They're like spores. They they they, you know, creep inside your the body of of, of, of people of animals and kind of take them over. And you know, um, uh, and I liked it for the most part. It, it, when it, once it got going, it was a little slow. The, it started off a little slow. Once the shit hit the fan, it was cool. The monsters were cool. The the especially the humans that got taken over. They looked like a bunch of leather faces. You know, creeping around like zombie leather faces and shit. And the effects were pretty cool. It was a little light on gore. I think it was going for like a PG thirteen, like a like a teen horror. You know, the young adult audience. You know, um, so I enjoyed it for the most part. But it hurts me to say this, but I gotta call this out because this keeps happening. Um, the performances could have been better. You know, I mean, I get it that these are children. They're all children, first time probably first time actors. I mean, this is a, a reservation up by the Arctic circle way out of way far from Hollywood, <laughs> you know? Um, so I know that they're not part of the industry and um, they don't probably, you know, I'm not going to knock them for not having acting experience, you know, because this, this is, this seems to be a common, you know, problem with native film that starred native actors mm-hmm. these native they're actors, actors they're they're and a lot of them just don't have the experience you know they don't have they don't get a lot of work they're, native actors are not in high demand in hollywood or in the movie industry um and so they so whenever there's a native a, a whole a full native production which is very rare in itself um the native the actors that they get that are you know that are inexperienced yes the 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 performances can come off a little stale, can come off a little stagnant. It feels like at times that they are just reciting dialogue. 
Um, and it and really stands out if there's an actor that can act, like in Prey, yeah. where I got a point. I pray, like you can tell, like uh, the main actress and her brother, real actors. You know, yeah. even though I think the brother never acted before, but he was cool. He was awesome. Yeah. But when you put them next to everybody else in the movie, and you can tell they never acted before, the line readings are like, oh, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. And that's just that's that's just a common thing with 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 indigenous film. Um, these actors and filmmakers they don't get they don't get a lot of work. Um, and that's just the move that just points out the flaw in the movie industry when it comes to indigenous actors and 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 representation. That there's a lack of I mean, the lack of indigenous representation leads to a lack of indigenous ex work experience because hey, like they say, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. You know, mm -hmm. um, you see, you know, yeah, I mean, these, I mean, I get it. These, these are a bunch of kids, a bunch of like, you know, tweens, tween girls, you know, trying to like, you know, act and, you know, saying these witty millennial dialogue. And I get it. Some of it's funny. Some of it lands. Some of it doesn't. But I'm not going to knock them for it for not having the experience. I mean, these aren't the kids from Stranger Things who've been like acting since they were babies. Right. You know, doing and theater even, and, even that show alone, four seasons or something. Yeah. Yes. You're doing theater and commercials since they were like toddlers and shit. You know, this isn't the Goonies, you know, or or E.T., Drew Barrymore, you know. And that's the thing. I'm not going to wait. Like we saw what happens with child actors in Hollywood and the fucked up shit that happens to them. And I'm not wishing, you know, Drew Barrymore's life or Corey Feldman's life on any of the kids from the res. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, you can see that the consistency of their work that they have, that they are comfortable in front of the camera, that they're comfortable with their, with, with their performances and, and performing. So um, that's what, that's what I'm saying. You know, we, there's not a lot of uh, enough work for native actors to get to hone their craft so they can perfect their craft and get better at their job, you know? And yeah, that's just, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, it's cool that, Native films exist like that. And that's the thing. It's a miracle that films like this exist. Like a like a genre movie about kids fighting aliens on the res. That, that's a miracle that this movie exists. This, Blood Quantum, all that shit. Because the movie industry doesn't even count natives as a demographic. You know, um, they, native, they don't consider native film profitable. You know, Rutherford Falls, the, the creator, the woman who created Rutherford Falls, that TV show on Peacock, which is now canceled. She even said that it was it was the journey to get that show made was a struggle because the studios were like, who's going to watch this? There's no there's there's no audiences for native shows, native media, because they don't consider natives a profitable de demographic. So because of the business, they're not going to blow the money on you know, a demographic that they don't think exists. So just on that, that, that just makes these productions more difficult. It's another obstacle native film has to overcome is trying, just trying to get this made, you know, trying to find the backing, trying to find the budgets to get these films made and shows made when there's no, when the industry doesn't have any faith in them. So, um, as much as I enjoyed this movie, I have to point that out, you know, point out the, yeah, the, the, the performances could have been better, but it's not their fault. I'm going to blame it on the industry that doesn't give native actors enough chance and enough work to get the experience, to get better at their job. So, but here's the thing, this is experience. It's experience. Yeah. <laughs> so th this counts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean this, and this movie like conceptually, yeah, it's, it's, 
again, with the social commentary, it's about invaders coming to the res. They have to fight off invaders. Yeah, they're aliens, but <laughs> but you know, you it, this is back to but a- alien, you know? right? We yeah. we talk about sci-fi. Aliens have always been a metaphor, and something like that. Normally, yeah. aliens are us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So now they're flipping it and making it, you know, the the colonized and everybody yeah. else. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the, yeah, it's colonization all over again. With and these little girls have to have to fight off the the invaders, <laughs> these new <laughs> colonizers. You know, um, so yeah, I, I liked a lot of the themes and the storyline. Like I said, the, once it gets going, once the shit hits the fan and the reservation is just being, in, you know, invaded by these zombie alien fucking pod people, monster things. It's cool. It, it, it takes off and it gets cool. So I give it a three out of five, you know, um, and I don't want to knock it. I don't want to knock these. I mean, these, for what for what it was, these kids did did great for what it was. You know, but hey, get them some more work. You know, not every kid in every, you know, Disney show has to be white. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, get them some work, get them some jobs, you know, give them some commercial, even if it's just a commercial, <laughs> get them on right, some commercials. Let's have some natives on commercials, you know, because <laughs> I don't want to see this. Like I said, Rutherford Falls has already been canceled. You know, res- reservation dogs is still safe. But I feel we're starting to come to an end on the new native trend. And like I say, I'm old. I've seen this come and go. Every 10 years, some natives get popular for a while and we get some native content for you know a year. And then slowly we disappear again. Um, I feel like this is, here we are in another trend that's starting to come to a close. We're getting all this native content right now. Reservation Dogs, Rutherford Falls, which is now canceled. Prey, you know. Mm. It would be cool if this wasn't just a trend and we're not seen as a novelty. Um, I, I mean, like well, you know what's going to happen. Some some 10-year-old native kid is watching, you know, yeah. Prey or Brothers Fall, and then they're going to be the one that's trying 10 years from now. Yeah. I just hope we don't this, natives don't disappear from TV screens for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, that that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's, what, you know, we had we had native werewolves with Twilight about a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take off like I thought it was. <laughs> like I thought it would. Because like, oh, everybody cool. was Team Jacob or yeah. Edward. Which one was the vampire? I the can't vampire, remember. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dances with Wolves. That won a bunch of Oscars. And for a couple of years, we had some native flicks and some native shit. Walker, Texas Ranger was going to As long as the white guy yeah. was in the league, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just, yeah, it, it, it would be nice if we, it, you know, just natives can still keep getting this work in. So. That's all. Cool. All right. Can you move on? Next part of podcast. Sure. Okay. I guess we're there. All right. So yeah, this is comic book bullies. We're talking about comic books and I'm sorry. I didn't have any video game news. All I can say is the steam sales are on right now. I might pick up something tomorrow. What were you playing the other night? Oh, God of War. Was that you, God of War? No. I wasn't even at home yet last night. (laughs) No. Weren't you playing something the other night? No. Oh, okay. Wait. Was I? I thought you played something the other night. No, I didn't play anything. I don't think I did. Okay. I hope I did. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, I meant to, but I didn't. But yeah. So like I said, we can go next part of podcast. And Eli, I'm gonna let you go first. I think you gotta I think you got more books than I do. Oh yeah. I didn't even get any screen caps. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um, I'll go with since it's horror, we'll go with uh Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. 
I don't even know why I'm going to my tablet because I can now, I thought you hated this book. I, I gave it. I I gave it another issue. You know, the first that's why issue, I didn't read it because you said it sucks. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, right. the first issue was a little. Yeah, it was all build up. It was all like you know exposition. A lot of exposition. This issue is all action. This makes up. Well, you damn. Know, it's it's all action. They're on the mission. Yeah, the first. The first, uh, the first issue was all of them building up the mission, get preparing for the mission. This issue, they're on it, they're on it, <laughs> and it's take action. It, the shit's hitting the fan already, and I, I did enjoy this issue. Um, so what is this? This is Sergeant Rock. Um, he's an old school war comic book hero back from the what the forties. When did he come? When did he pop up? Thirties or forties? Probably forties, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, as a you know, as a comic book for the soldiers fighting in the war. Um, and kind of like, a you know, he had a, he had a howling commando team or whatever, Sergeant mm-hmm. rock and the whatever easy company, yeah. easy company. Yeah. Um, this is written by Bruce Campbell, Ash from the evil dead. Um, and they fight Nazi zombies. So Hitler has been raising dead soldiers and bringing them back as zombies. And, um, in the last attempt to win the war, Sergeant rock and his crew have to go in and destroy the warehouse that they're the factory, the zombie factory, the zombie soldier factory in Germany. So, um, and that's where this picks up and it just shows sold. The beginning of this is hilarious. It's like, it's, it's I, I, I saw that part where the zombies they're in the <laughs> bar. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're in the bar getting zombie soldiers are getting Nazi zombie soldiers are in a bar getting drunk and shooting each other and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they already did. So they can't die. So. Yeah. They're all laughing. At one point they start brawling and one of the, one of the, <laughs> one of the fucking zombies punches the other zombies head off and the head rolls down out the window and down the stairs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so totally yeah total evil dead slapstick horror comedy that you'd expect from like an evil dead uh type of feel um and it's bruce campbell writing but it just follows sergeant rock and his boys you know um traveling through you know through the behind enemy lines ducking low from the zombies getting in a little firefights from with zombies here and there um there's like a truck chase where they blow up a you know a, a truck full of zombies um, find a bunch of supplies, a bunch of uniforms that they're going to use, and then they find the factory. They find the factory where they're, the Nazis are making the zombies, and it turns out that Hitler's doctor is in charge of it. And um, so, like, oh shit, if that doctor's around, that means Hitler's right around the corner. And then they get into another fight with zombies, they end up blowing up a building, and they're like, we got to get out of here. And then they got to dip out, and that's where to be continued. So it was a very action packed issue you know it just they just drop you in and it's just all action you know a lot of fighting and zombie killing so i enjoyed it four out of five you know (laughs) makes up for the slowness of the of the first issue damn man i dropped i thought we was in solidarity i dropped this book out like i mean eli said fuck this book i say fuck this book (laughs) no i get there wasn't a lot of shit on like, yeah, it's the fifth was, week so I, you know how to feel yeah i was like huh, i'll get sergeant i'll check out it's halloween i'll check out sergeant <laughs> all right speaking of halloween let's talk about our favorite halloween subject superman no i'm not gonna do superman i'm not gonna do superman yet <laughs> i'll do uh judgment day this is oh, okay. six of six it's the last issue this is the finale 
So I know Gomer's happy to hear that. So this is it for this book. Um, I don't even know if I'm gonna do this whole thing. I might just do like a just a half points and just move on from there. Let me see. Oh, um, for anyway, for the last book left off, some of the X Men, some of the Avengers, some of the Eternals have snooking into the space god, the progenitor. So now he's the oh damn, that's cool. <laughs> oh trippy you're not high don't worry people I, oh maybe you are i don't know if, if you are high i apologize i know they fucked you up so yeah <laughs> oh damn let me get to it so yeah that's going on right now so the x-men track the progenitor progenitor uh is about to destroy everything but he can't destroy everything because the uh the machine which is earth won't let him do it so yeah that's going on right now so let's get past that let's go here let's get us out of here sorry we're behind there we go all right, I'm going to just hit the half points. All you need to know, we did it destroying everything. Uh, he, can't, he can't destroy everything because the machine won't let him destroy everything. So he's like, okay, the machine won't listen to me. Then I will make the machine listen. So he decides to just burrow to the center of the earth where the, like, the machine controls everything. You know, they got the Moses split the Red Sea and shit like that. I, I, I get the imagery. I get the imagery, you know uh yeah they like okay we don't have that much time hopefully the avengers slash eternal slash x-men can figure out a way to stop the you know the progenitor from destroying the earth because all they gotta do is just touch the loom at the center of the earth and everything's get destroyed you know so they finally work their way in and they see like the brain of the progenitor he's just there just some some dude just there controlling everything and they're like okay but now when they're in there uh the eternals realize that the x-men can't control them because psychic powers don't work in here so when jeans is like okay well i'm gonna just kill this guy should be done with it and that's when bam she gets smacked by ajak like no so the eternals won't let the x-men kill the space guy because they're programmed to make sure that happen so you so they can't kill him so they're like well shit there's only one way to beat him we got to talk him down just just reason with them that's only way we can do it so what they do is that um so yeah he's there at the center of earth about to destroy everything um then they send uh an eternal driven by exodus to fight the progenitor which he holds up for like a little way i only does kind of like distracting that's about it but yeah and uh while they're doing all that they're talking to the progenitor just like okay so what do we do so basically um yeah basically they tell him that okay space guy you were oh and who joins in not the, the evil guys the no the nomads the the Nimrods, Nimrod joins in, the Sentinels join in, Orcus joins in, try to fight the gender also. So the humans see humans fighting, you know, the space god. And they realize that, okay, the only way that we can stop him is talking to him. So what they do is that they tell him that you're not a god because you are flawed. And Siri tells all the humans on the other planet that the Eternals secret to immortality. Like they're not just immortal. Every time they die, they sacrifice a human to bring themselves back. So now the humans know that the Eternals aren't as good as they, what they thought they were also. So they judge Circe. And when they judge Circe, uh, the space guys are like, well, you got to go. So he just evaporates Circe out of existence. She's gone, dead. That's it. Uh, and then basically he's just saying, like, you can't be a guy. You're not perfect because you're made from a man. Matter of fact, you're made from Tony Stark. Tony Stark is far from perfect. So if you're in the image of him, what does it say about you? Maybe you're making a mistake right now, judging everybody. And he's like, well, damn, maybe you're right. So he decides to, uh, he just makes a wish, reverses everything back the way it was, gives his power to Ajax, 
and that's the book. So yeah, so everything goes back the way it was before. All the billions of people he died, they're back. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the Eternals apologize. They're like, yeah, you're deviants, but you're, oh, and that's Ajax right now. She's a space god. She's the new space god. That's who they gotta worship. So yeah, and yeah, they the, they apologize to the X Men. They're like, look, we'll give you a weapon. You can use Uranus for one hour. And they were like, well, why don't you? How do we know you won't come after us again? And like, yeah, y'all, yeah, share some DNA with deviants, but technically, you're not deviant enough to, you know, freak us out. So that's that's the book. Does anything else happen? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, and she's about to judge everybody. She doesn't judge everybody yet. So yeah, uh, this book sucked. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm with Goma now. I'm with Goma now. I was I was fighting Goma with this, but I was like. That's that's the ending. Like, so none of this shit mattered. Basically, the, we didn't even get the Eternal versus X Men fight because they fought like one panel on on issue three, and that was it. So, yeah, fuck this book. What, what you got in? Um, I'll do. Uh this New Mutants. Get this out of the way. Um, New Mutants number thirty-one. <laughs> okay, was that Wolfbane on the cover? Yeah, as you can tell, okay. I'm fucking thrilled about it. <laughs> <laughs> um so this is the new team uh do a new team uh on new artists new writers on the new mutants run after the phenomenal what her name vita alalia run um so this introduces new characters um what's her name ice capade escapade you know her she nah, she knew. I never heard I guess of. she's new. Um, she's now on Krakoa. She's tra- developing her developing her powers. She doesn't know how to use them yet. Um, she doesn't like Krakoa. She wishes, you know, she was back home that she's hanging out with all the you know, the new the younger new mutant kids from, from the previous run. Um, kind of hanging out with them, getting to know them. Um, she had a vision, or there was a vision that her friend, Morgan Webb, what's his name? <laughs> Morgan, I know not Morgan Webb. <laughs> Morgan Red, I guess. <laughs> That's, um, he's going to get killed or something, so she wants to save him. She wants to leave Krakoa and go save this kid. Um, but she doesn't have the, she doesn't know how to use her powers yet. Um, and then at some point, they, do they go somewhere? Do they go to the mall or something? I don't know. They go out and then they get attacked by the the U men, um, and then they get captured, and that's about it. Um, yeah, I. And here's the thing, you know, I'm not the biggest X Men fan. I've said this, never got, never really got into the X Men because there's just so many of them. It's just a big soap opera to me. I always come in, oh. I want to read some Wolverine. I want to read some Colossus or Magneto or whatever. And then I buy an X-Men comic and it's, you know, 10 pages of Rogue and Kitty Pride at them all talking. <laughs> 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 you know, I just could never get into it. And that's what I feel this was. It's like, oh, here for Danny Moonstar and Wolvesbane and Magic and Cannonball. And nope, it's new characters I never heard of. I guess they, they, they referenced, did Magneto die? In yeah, or, in, or, in, in in the oh yeah, that's the big thing that happened. He died in, in yeah. Acts. They referenced that, yeah. And, and they and, can't bring him back because he destroyed his uh his 
jump drive or save file or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it introduces all these characters. I never, I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. Um, and I didn't read any of the books that they are from because there were references. Oh, for so-and-so escapade or whatever, read whatever, whatever book she was in. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Fuck it. Two out of five. I just was, I, I just wasn't feeling it. I didn't really care. <laughs> Well, that sucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'll give it one more issue just to see if I if it can't hook me. Like I did with I mean, Shark they Shark. they hyping up this new writer, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they said what's this guy's name or who is it? Some superstar Daniel? writer, I guess, I don't know. Uh Charlie Jane Anders. Never heard of. Him. Superstar, superstar writer. Superstar artist that we never heard of. And Raphael Albuquerque, is it Raphael Albuquerque? It says Albuquerque. I assume it's Raphael, right? Doing the art, I, I guess. I yeah. Know. Oh no, Alberto Albuquerque. Don't know that is. I guess that's another superstar. They slap yeah. superstar on anything you want. To well, it's got more book. traditional comic booky art. You know, your 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 your, your standard comic book because because the last run it was a little. You know, they're trying to like it wasn't totally like Bill Sinkiewicz or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. But it was trying um, to mimic that. But style. it was trying to mimic that sort of abstract style that he had. But this is more like traditional, straight up comic book part. Well, it's okay. not bad. It's it's fine. You know, I just don't know who any of these motherfuckers are. You know, that, that's, that's I mean, if I don't know, then I yeah, know you gotta... <laughs> yeah. And I ain't even X Men fan, so you got yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so all yeah. right. So now we're gonna stick to the horror theme and talk about Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah, and not evil Superman. 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 Kale, you know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep, that's where we're going with that one. So, yeah, we're gonna talk about Kale. This is part three of uh that uh Return of Kale book. So we continue that story. Yeah, let's jump into it. So, basically, what happens is Lex Luthor visits Metallo in jail. Last time we saw Metallo, he didn't have a body, or he had like a fucked up body, something like that. But Lex Luthor left like a little present for him, and he fixed himself. And Lex Luthor looking at him like, "Hey, John, you looking good? Like new body?" He's like, "Look." Whatever you want, Lex, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I don't care. He's like, no, nah, but you understand, this body you got, this is like a little a test run. You know, I can give you a real body that can really beat shit out of Superman. All you got to do is do everything I tell you to do. You're like, Lex, I'm not doing anything for you. Look, I don't care. Yeah, I know you're going to have some kind of crazy-ass scheme, and you're going to fail again. Superman's going to beat the shit out of you again. And when he does, I want you to tell him, "Uh, I said, Thank, uh how, how you doing but then lex is just like uh-uh this is not a negotiation you're going to work for me this is not you know uh, i wasn't asking because i did uh i did look at your medical reports and because you've been jumping out from middle brain to middle brain this whole time like that your human brain is dying you know so you got a limited amount of time to live unless you work for me you're like well i don't care if i have to work for you then just let me die and it, that's when Lex Luthor kind of like freaks out. So like, like, oh, you can do the fuck I say. But he, he catches himself. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, right, let's try another tactic. How about your sister? You know, your sister visits you every week. But if you die, she has no family left. So just think about that, Metallo. You know, then he leaves and Metallo's just, you know, stuck in Striker Island by himself. You know, meanwhile, we got uh, Superman. He adopted two more kids. And, and Lois is taking them to the zoo. And they meet Bibbo. Bibbo's an old school 80s Superman ally. He's just a friend. He owns a bar. He claims he's Superman's best friend. 
you know, even more than Jimmy Olsen, you know. So he just hangs out with him and Lois. They hang out with the kids and, you know, they eat ice cream and shit like that. Meanwhile, Superman, while he's doing Superman shit, he's looking at them, you know, from from space. He can see he can see them just to make sure they're OK. You know, uh, meanwhile, some other shit is happening. He's just like, hold up. Something ain't right here. You know, he feels something is wrong. So right when he's about to. Uh, oh, and then they get some kind of explosion and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bibbo's up the kids. I see some explosions like that. They see what's going on. And it turns out it's this side and dark sized kids, you know, Orion and Calabac. And it's like, we're here uh, because Superman awakened the first God or some shit. I, he did some shit in, in War World that I, I didn't pay any attention to or I didn't read. So they just like, we've come. And Bibbo stands up like, that, oh, y'all not doing any damn thing. I'm going to bust some skulls. So he decides to run at Orion. Now, keep in mind, Bibbo's just a regular dude, he doesn't have powers. And he's running at Orion, who's a new god. And he's thinking, and Calabac's like, oh, I ain't killed a human in, in, in weeks. Let me kill me a human. And then that's when he gets blasted with heat vision. He's like, yeah, you're not going to kill a human at all. You know? And that's when Orion's just like, Superman, you fucked up bringing World War here and unleashing the god, the new god here. And now you have to answer for your crimes. He's like, hey, Superman, like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Then Metron shows up. He's like, yes, yeah, Superman, you fucked up. <laughs> so you got to pay for what you did. And then that's when decide is just like, oh, uh, nah, Superman didn't awaken the new God of whatever, whatever that boy did. The boy did. So he was just like, OK, Orion's just like, OK, well, the boy's coming with me, Superman. So just move out the way and he's coming with me. And they were like, uh, no, nah, that's not happening. And then he's getting a flashback of when Jarrell showed up and took John away from him, because when that happened, he didn't think anything about it. Then John got kidnapped, tortured, and beaten by Ultraman in Earth 3 and came back five years later. He only recognizes his own son anymore. So anybody else what happened to John, why he's older, that's why. You know. Uh so Superman's like, nah, that's not happening again. You're not touching the boy. And that's when, like, and then Orion puts his hands on the boy. And then Superman beat, you know, smacks the shit out of Orion. He's like, I told you, don't touch the boy. You know. And everybody got their cell phones out. They're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Superman fight. We got a Superman fight in the zoo. You know, and that's when uh, now you got Superman versus Orion and Calabac. Now, one on one, he can take both of these guys one on one together. I don't know. We have to see. Next issue. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, some other bullshit happens. Don't really care. Yeah, that's the book. So this is just kind of like a, a setup for the next book. That's all, you know, uh, not too much. Like I said, we're fine to get some action. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, what, what you got next? <laughs> um, I'll do this. The roadie number three. The roadie. Okay. This is Tim Seeley. Um, this is basically a a, a a roadie who who works for like metal bands. Um, you know, loading equipment. That's what a roadie does. Uh, for their live shows. He uh, it turns out he's also a warlock. He worked for some. Rockstar that got famous made a deal with Satan, I think. But now the demons are after his daughter, so he has to go rescue his daughter, who is a teacher and a rapper. <laughs> I don't <know>. Okay. <laughs> so the book starts off where she like almost got fired from her job for like offensive lyrics, um, but then she's attacked by these like demons, and then her dad shows up and says, "Hey, um, I'm your dad." good knower um so there's that and then also 
there's some rich guy that I think is in cahoots with the demons, and um, he's laying or laying down his allegiance to the demons or something. Um, that's about it. It's just a warlock and his daughter fighting demons. Um, it's all right. You know, I'm not I'm not feeling it like I would, but I, I it, there, it's doing just enough to keep me intrigued. Where I'll check it out. Um, uh, but it, it, it kind of it's kind of it gets kind of convoluted. You know, um, not sure exactly what's what what the deal is with everybody. Um, so I'll give it a three out of five. But uh, you know, not enough demon fighting yet. It's a lot of a lot of exposition, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it may be on the way <laughs> yeah um and it, we're two issues in so yeah three out of five okay cool cool uh next book i'm going to do i guess this is i don't know if this is horror theme it may be horror theme we'll kind of go with it which i'm shocked you actually didn't read this uh, eli uh oh Rick. yeah i i'm a little strapped for cash this week so i wasn't buying no fucking black label books <laughs> no black label not even riddler year one I, w- I I saw I was like, oh it's a black label. Uh. <laughs> black label, you 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 gotta pay the price for black label. So yeah. yeah. So that's what's going on right now. So I, yeah, I, I I read the preview and I almost bought it, but I'm like, no, nah, I got you know, I bet I better I better I better stop. I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll pick up the next issue. Yeah, just catch up. Yeah, I, you know, you like you said, I think it's like a six issue run. Yeah. You know. Uh, but that's going on right now. So yeah, this is Riddler issue one. Um, this is actually written by Paul Dano, who played Riddler in the, uh, yeah, you know, in the Batman, whatever, you know, the, the Batman. <laughs> yeah. So he played him in that, and he's written by this. He's saying this is canonical to the movie. So basically, this is what he was thinking in his head when he was playing the role. So all this connects to the movie. So let's kind of just just jump into it. Like I said, it's black label book, so it's a meaty book. Uh, let's get into it. So basically, you got the most of the book is just Paul Dano or or the Riddler, you know, just having nightmares. You know, he's working at some shit job. I think he's an accountant or some shit. You know, he just check. He's just cooking the books, but he also like pulls in the spare times. So it's him. His name is Edward Nashton, which it says down at the bottom. Uh, and he's got a job. Like I said, he's been at this job five years. His boss has been there five months. His boss knows nothing. All he does is bark orders him all day and calls him Rain Man. You know. Uh, he don't know how his boss got in in the position. Maybe he got a rich daddy. Maybe he just knows somebody that know. But anyway, anything uh, Edward does, the boss gets credit for it and doesn't say that Edward did anything of it. And he's partying and having fun like that. Meanwhile, it gets really dark because it turns out that Edward also has suicidal thoughts. Like why he sees a train coming, he visualizes himself just jumping the train, just being done with it, you know. Uh, but the only thing that keeps him sane is puzzles. So he just does puzzles all day. He cracks puzzles he's like that. That's the only thing that keeps his mind from like racing and thinking about stuff like that. Meanwhile, he's antisocial. He smiles at a chick. She gets up and goes to another seat. You know, uh, you know, basically he hates himself. And he sees the renewal signs, renewal gossip like that. He sees signs that were like that. And he's like, it's just taunting me because I know that renewal sign is supposed to go to the orphans, you know, of the Wayne Center. Meanwhile, we never saw a dime of this shit, you know. So that's pretty much going on. You know, he's thinking everybody's laughing at him. It's very Joker-ish. That movie. Yeah, that's it's what very, it felt. It's, it's very felt much like. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but if you want to do yeah. it with Riddler, like Riddler failed in society. Okay, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, so, I think after Corey Cunningham, I'm a little 
you know that it's that's it's how, that I'm a little, it's I'm, a little I'm, 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 a, I'm a little I'm, I'm okay on that for a while. <laughs> yeah, he's very much Corey Cunningham. You know, yeah. uh, like I said, he runs a gaming forum. Uh, he beats everybody on gaming forum, and, and like I said, all this was like hinting at in the movie. They didn't really just go into detail about it, but it's pretty much there. Like he he runs the gaming forum, and the gaming forum just pretty much turned into a thing. Everybody's talking about him. Then they get sidetracked. They start talking about Batman. Oh, Batman's cool. So he's just some guy that just beats the shit out of people. Man, I want to do that. You know, so Batman is even inspiring these guys. You know, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just upvoting everything, but he like he idolized Batman himself. You know, skip that page is more haunting shit. And the thing, Ben Silkate, Bill Silkavis didn't do this book, but he did do the cover of this. And I think the guy that they got to draw this based like mimicking Bill Silkavis. You know, uh, more shit. No, you and you know what it was to say. I'm somebody. I'm somebody. I'm somebody at the beginning says no, you're not. Basically, just more depression. That's all. He's a very depressed dude. That's the main thing. But getting to the point, there's a story. And this is where we get to the story where uh. He gets the, you know, the books for New Beginnings Animal Rescue. He's supposed to like check the numbers on them, and he checked the numbers, but he finds some irregularities. He finds out that every time he goes in there, you know, uh, every there's a payment to this place called a waterfront property, and it's always ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. He's like, why is it always at the ten thousand dollars? And he realized the reason it's ten thousand dollars because the computer can't catch it if it's five digits, but he can. Because he's smarter than the computer, you know. So he decides to tell his boss, he's like, okay, this shit ain't adding up, you know. Uh, he decides to go to look, you know, over him and decide to go to his boss's boss. And he follows him, you know, to, uh, oh, before he get there, he sees some guy, some chick that's getting, you know, about to get whatever. And Batman comes out there, beat the shit out of these guys, and that's it. Meanwhile, when he leaves, and the chick just looks at him, just like, why didn't you save me? You just sit there and just ran behind a car, you know, you piece of shit, you know, and she ran us off. And just like, damn, so. And he tells the form, Batman is awesome, Batman is this. And it's like, yeah, what kind of gun was he packing? You know, so that's pretty much it. And then you get Riddler's origin story. Just like where you see Batman in, you know, in front of the parents and shit like that. You see Riddler uh, in front of just a, a bunch of, you know, hoodlums that got the shit beat out of him. You know, like, I must become the Riddler, you know. And that's when he tries to tell his boss that, I found some irregularities on the thing you sent me. He's like, uh, let me let me talk to the boss and see what's going on with that. So he goes up there, talks to the boss, and the boss tells him, everything you just saw, don't worry about it. You know, uh, and he said, matter of fact, he invited me out to lunch. You know, he like, he invited you out to lunch. Why he invited you out to lunch? You didn't do shit, you know. So he follows his boss to that same uh, restaurant, you know, that was in the movie. You know, if I can get there. Uh, the, yeah, that cafe or whatever that, that the cafe, the yeah, cafe yeah, yeah. that was in the movie, the same place. Yeah, so he goes there, sees the boss. He he basically tries to tell the boss of the boss that yeah, I found some regularities on there. Somebody needs to check out those numbers. And he's just like, look, tell you what, Edward, everything you just saw, pretend like you didn't see it. Because I'd hate to you know call the police on you for for stalking me, you know, after hours because I don't know who the hell you are, you know. So you do that, forget you saw everything. And I go buy my business, you know, um, that's when, you know, he's still pissed, realized there's nothing he can do. You know, he just solves his puzzles and he realized that there's a cover up going on. You know, I'm trying to see what else happens here. Yeah. Batman still beating the shit out of people. Oh, yeah. He goes. I just get to the end. All right. So basically that whole animal shelter thing, the guys under basically he know he finds out that the animal shelter is a front for. Exactly what you think it is. It's a front for, you know, for somebody, 
well, Falcone, Maroney, somebody like that. And like that. And then he sees he sees the Iceberg Lounge and he sees not only his boss's boss going to the Iceberg Lounge, but he invited his boss to go to the Iceberg Lounge. That was just a, that's the lunch he was talking about going to. So like, why the hell are they going into the Iceberg Lounge? You know, why are they even around here? And they get, you know, squished in by a prostitute and stuff like that. And really it's like, okay, this shit don't make sense. And I think that same chick is the same blonde chick that was killed by Falcone in the, in the movie, I think. But um, I go back uh, Annika or whatever. Annika or something like that. I think that's her, you know. And so it says, you matter and you do not. So that's pretty much the story. So it's a very, very depressing story, if anything else. Yeah. More personal than what I thought. Basically, like I said, it's Joker. Riddle's a complete loser. You know, he's going to become, become a serial killer, go off the deep end, shit like that. So, yeah, it's it's one of those stories. So if you want to keep it going, keep it going. But I feel like that's what it's going to be. You know. Okay. So, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, what, what you got? Are you gonna Are you gonna stay with it? I I give you one more issue. I give you one more issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm booked out. Um, do you know where um on the Marvel app there's that that Infinity Web comic shit? That no, that shit. Had? Yeah, it, it's like as soon as you turn on the app, it's there. I mean, you can't can't even avoid. Because I can't find. Because there was a new. There was supposed to be a new Werewolf by Night standalone story with the new Gomez character, the new native werewolf written by did a native you, did author. Did you check the app on your phone or you went to the website? I went no, I went to the I got my I've been checking my uh I got it on my tablet and I can't find it anywhere. I can't even find any of that shit. I searched okay. Werewolf by Night, I searched the author. Anyway, I was trying to read that for this week. <laughs> because oh. <laughs> it was Halloween and you know uh, but I never found it but once I do Owl going back he's a native horror author I actually read one of his books um, he supposedly I saw that he wrote a werewolf by night standalone story but it's only on that web series that's on the Marvel app which I can't find on my app are you sure it's out um, I heard it was supposed to come out went around the show when the show came out like to kind of coincide right but i haven't seen seen i can't don't even find the app either i don't i don't see it i i, I can't even i can't even find like the web series like those web series um yeah i don't know but but when i do find it and read it i'll review it <laughs> I, I mean trying i to do, do see, i do see what would you say the guy's name was again owl going back yeah, I found it. Did you? On yeah, the look at it right now. Uh, it's under uh, Marvel's Marvel's Voices. Marvel's Voices. Yeah, it's not where it's Marvel's Voices. Where by night? It actually came out early this month. Okay, is it yeah. that native shit? That native? I thought that was just a reprint of that. It might have been. Because <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Owl going back. Yeah, going back. Allison yeah, Samson. Him. Yeah. Yeah, they came out. It's it's Marvel Voices number nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see, see that at all. Anyways, about I'll read it. I'll read it next face. week. Dr. Doom, Vic, what's going on? <laughs> what's up? About time. Oh, yeah, 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 Vic, we record, we record at the same time, but yeah, appreciate you for uh, jumping in. Yeah. I'll review it next week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it didn't, it, it didn't come yeah. out this week anyway, so yeah. <laughs> you yeah, actually could have yeah. been reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, I just could never find it. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> I will send you a link. I will send you a link all after right. the show. <laughs> uh that being said listen this long different like share subscribe like i said we got uh next week will be november 
uh holiday season i'm pretty sure a whole bunch of stuff's gonna start happening we'll kind of go from there you know um it, I believe appreciate it's, everybody I believe that it's ch- indigenous people's month I, I thought that was this month no it's next month no we had oh. indigenous people's day oh um, okay now <laughs> november is indigenous people's month, heritage month of Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll keep it going then. We'll keep the party going. <laughs> yeah, should I should I try and find the char- comic book characters or, or attempt? I want Red Wolf. I want <laughs> Forge. Red, yeah. Powwow Smith. <laughs> right. All the characters you avoid, you try to stay away from. You got to review them. You got to give us a whole like wiki page on them. You know. Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> this character sucks. This character sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I said. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. Hey, hey, Jason. As I look up at the sky, my mind starts dripping, a tear drops my eye, my body temperature falls, I'm shaking and they breaking, trying to save the dough, pumping on my chest and I'm screaming, I stop breathing, damn I see demons. God, I wonder, can you save me? I can't die, my boo-boo's about to have my baby. I think it's too late for praying. Hold up, her voice broke to me and it slowly started saying, Bring your lifestyle to me, I make it better. How long will I live? Eternal life better forever. Or will I be the G that I want? I make your life better than you can imagine or even dream of. So relax your soul, let me take control. Close your eyes, my son. My eyes are closed. about my coma i got my mama and my daddy and my homies in my corner it's gonna take a miracle late safe for me to walk again to talk again but anyway i get running some keys to get back on my feet and everything that nigga said came to reality living like a ball alone having money and blowing hella chronic smoke i bought my mama a Benz and bought my boo-boo a jag and now i'm rolling in a nine tris l dog rag just remember who changed your mind Indeed, her greed proceed to smoke weed. Never have a want, never have a need. They say I'm greedy, but I still want more. Cause my eyes wanna journey some more. Really though. Check it out. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord for my soul to keep. If I should die before I wait, I pray the Lord for my soul to take. No more endo, gin and juice. I'm on my way to Chino, rolling on the great goose, shackle from head to toe. 25 with a Izzel with nowhere to gizzo. I know them niggas from the other side recognize my face, cause it's the OG, Eagle, Double G, LBC. Mad dogging niggas, cause I don't care. Red jumpsuit with two braids in my hair, niggas stare as I enter the center. 
They sent me to a level three yard. That's where I stay. Late night, I hear toothbrushes scraping on the floor. Niggas getting they shanks just in case the war pops off. Cause you can't tell what's next. My little homie, baby, boo, took a pencil in his neck. And he probably won't make it to C-22. I put that on my mama. I'ma ride for you, baby, boo. <laughs> 